0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado avalanche. And a lot to get to. Well, not a lot to get to, but there's some to get to. And I just want to give a prerequisite for this episode. I'm not really going to discuss the Islanders game because currently going on uh living on the east coast being in new york with a 10 o'clock eastern time zone start time um, i would be recording this around like 1 2 o'clock in the morning and uh i'm just not going to do that so uh what we'll do is kind of just go over some news stories for today uh and then tomorrow touch on the game and the fandom friday segment is also ready to go for tomorrow's episode as well. So, not really going to get into the Islanders game because I don't know the outcome of it so far. Uh, But what we will talk about first and foremost is social media. Follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche, and send your comments, questions, concerns, trade deadline, mock trades, whatever you want to send opinions to the email at LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. I said yesterday that the the trade deadline was kind of slow right up until yesterday, where it seemed like it it kicked into high gear, and that didn't really boil over or, or flow over into yesterday so much. Um, I, I should say you know it, it it picked up two days ago now, and yesterday wasn't much in the wor- in, in the world of trades. Um, Again, with the avalanche. Still staying, s- staying back? Are they standing pat? I, you know, and this is why you don't make knee-jerk reactions. Because initially we thought, just by the look of it, Miko Rantanen was going to be out. They even said weeks. Uh, that's all you got. Does weeks mean two? Does, does weeks mean, uh, you know, up until the playoff start, until the regu- end of the regular season? We didn't know. We didn't get that information. We got a little bit of clarification on what happened to him in terms of, well, we know what happened to him, but um, the outcome. So they did an MRI. Uh, He's still going to miss weeks, but he's not going to have any surgery, uh, no, no, no broken, we really thought, either shoulder or broken collarbone. Nothing is broken. So he's just got to rub some dirt on it. And hopefully he'll be good to go in a few weeks. So does that again. This is why you you don't make knee-jerk reactions. Because you didn't get the final consensus on what is going to happen to him. Okay, can you live without him for a few weeks? And if you can... Do you not pull a trigger because of that? I don't know. It seems like everything is revolving around the current roster. And I get that, but I don't necessarily like it. I want this team to improve on itself. And and I don't mean that in a negative way. You know, if Kadri is still there and if Rantanen is still there and they weren't through injuries, I would still want them to make some sort of move. You need to to fortify this team and you need to, to improve on them. And bringing up... Martin Kaut, what is that saying? Is that, excuse me, is that kind of a showcase for him? Are, are teams is he is he a, t- a player that could be some trade bait? And and they're bringing him up now. That's a risk. If that's the case, that's a risk, because if he doesn't play well, even though it's a very short sample size and and what he can do, that might scare away some teams if he if he doesn't perform. Well, enough for another team to say, like, you know what, we we don't want him. So, are you missing out on a trade because you called him up and you're using that as trade bait? Not saying that's what they're doing, but if they are, it's very interesting how other teams might perceive that. But I still want them to make a move. It's just what you do when you're at this stage in the game and you're a team going for the cup. I don't I don't I can't think in my head of a team that just completely stood pat and ran it out and 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 won the cup. There was a move made somewhere. Not a not a grand gesture splash move. I'm not suggesting that. But I do think I think the the Avalanche will make some sort of move. What will it be? Again, we're we're attached to a lot of different names. And I said Joe Thornton yesterday. That's the one and only time I, I heard Joe Thornton. So I, I can't imagine that the Avalanche are gonna bring somebody in like him. From from all accounts, they're still in the Kreider situation. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. But um I, I do, I do, I think, and I don't know when it's going to be. Um, could it be on that trade deadline day? Could it be over the weekend? We'll see, but but players are moving. So were, were the players that moved players that the Avalanche wanted? If they were, then they're backing off, and I don't think they're just going to pluck a player just because they need to make a move. I think that they are are focused on we want these specific guys, and we don't know if those guys have moved yet or if they haven't moved yet. If they've moved, okay, then we'll go with what we have. If they haven't moved... Then, then let's talk. Now, again, another day has gone by and you're hearing some more mock trades and players being moved around. I, I love it and I hate it. I love it just because it's fun to do it. And I hate it because then you kind of get attached to uh, some sort of scenario or some sort of trade and you really want that to pan out. So a couple uh, articles. And something that I witnessed uh, prior to the Blackhawk Rangers game on NBC Sports with their analysts talking about something specific, which we, again, have mentioned many times on this show. And I'll get into those in a second. So like I said, another day, another day of mock trades and people throwing names around and names being attached to the Colorado Avalanche. And it seems like for pretty much the duration of this season have we not heard that the, the New York Rangers are the New York Rangers and the Colorado Avalanche are bound to make a move? I remember hearing as early as October, when the season started, that there were Ranger scouts at Avalanche games. Maybe it was all leading up to this. Uh, maybe it's just because it is widely known throughout the NHL that the Avalanche have a talent pool which is is rivaled by almost nobody. So, uh, maybe it was beneficial for the Rangers to know what they had maybe they they knew kind of having some foresight and thinking that this season might be a struggle, so let's get our scouts out there early and often, and sure, you're gonna hit the avalanche if that's the 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 scenario that you're in so now we're getting down to the nitty gritty, so is all that scouting is that going to pay off and uh, on the fan cited page, Blue Line, uh, Blue Line Station. I thought it was Blue Line Nation, but it's not. It's Blue Line Station. They they have a uh, a great headline for an article, and it's exactly what I was kind of thinking. And the headline says, "It's time for the New York Rangers and Avalanche to make a blockbuster trade," and it is I, blockbuster. Maybe I would take that out of it. It's just time for them to make a trade. So I just feel like these two have been in bed together all season long. And let's have something come out of it. So, but what they bring up, again, like I said, how yesterday you hear the Joe Thornton thing, which I hadn't heard a lot of. They bring up something which almost nobody is talking about, and I don't see this happening at all. But I'll bring it up because why not? What they say is, and I'm bringing it up here, they, they throw out a couple guys who they would like in return, obviously, clearly they throw out Kreider, Reinstrom, and Jesper Fast. <clears throat> Excuse me, and who they want in return is something that, or somebody that I can guarantee you, it won't happen. Uh, and and you have not heard this name being tossed around in Avalanche trade circles, and that's Val Nichushkin. <laughs> they they they. He's a young guy. He, I get it. He fits with what the Rangers are trying to accomplish, get young, which they are a young team. So, But the thing that, that I don't understand in this is his contract. He, he signed a one-year contract with Colorado, and then he is a restricted free agent going into next year. So if the Rangers want to take that on, if he was on the block – then, by all means, t- take a player who's got a restricted free agent and do what you will with him. But the way that uh, Nachuskin has played this year, I I have not heard him at all be on the block. I don't think he is. But it made, me, made my ears perk up and go, oh, well they want to take our diamond in the rough, basically. And I don't think Joe Sackick is going to do that. I think Joe Sackick is very happy that people are looking at him and golf clapping that signing. And I don't think he's just going to turn around and give that up, especially for someone like Kreider. And And I would welcome Chris Kreider in, but not for Nachuskin. Not because Nachuskin is uh, setting the world on fire, but... Like I said, you found him when nobody else wanted him. And it's a respect thing, in my opinion. I don't think they're just going to turn around and say, hey, thanks for doing what you did for the few months you're on our team, but we're shipping you out. I just don't think the Avalanche worked that way. So uh, they do mention Henrik Lundqvist, and I will get to him. What the hell? Let's just talk about him right now because I, I love talking about it. Uh, people are throwing his name out there more and more. In this article, he thinks the the Rangers won't really do anything with him. Uh, let's see, is True Hockey fan anyone knows they win playoff games? I'm kind of paraphrasing here and skimming through this. He, uh, he thinks that they're going to, to try to move Lungfist, but it's going to be a tricky situation. Uh, does Lungfist, he has that rock solid no trade clause. And I think he is kind of seeing the, well, he's seen the writing on the wall. He's not kind of seeing the writing on the wall. He is seeing the writing on the wall. And I watched the pregame on NBC Sports between the Blackhawks and the Rangers, and they did a, a whole uh, segment, including like a video montage of Henrik Lundqvist and just what he's meant to the New York Rangers and the city of New York. Kind of, you know, comparing him to like how Derek Jeter retired, and and how that retirement was, you know, kind of epic and poetic, and then Eli Manning retiring in New York, and that was the complete opposite. He was benched, and Lungfist is in that conversation with those guys in being New York royalty, literally because he's the king, um, and what to do with him. I don't think yeah, does he want to end his career as a Ranger? I think he does, but but not on the bench. And this is one of those Ray Borg things. And I and I really think the Rangers are going to try to move him. And this is what they were saying on the pregame. They all were in agreement that Henrik Lundqvist needs to be moved. It's it's not doing him any good, you know, sitting on the bench. Uh, they they owe him more than that than to just say, here, we're going to end your career riding the bench. So they were on agreement that he needs to be traded. They talked about no other team. They did not mention another team other than the Colorado Avalanche. All of them, all three of the analysts that were on. Does that mean it's a sure thing? No, but we haven't heard or at least I haven't heard an update on Philip Grubauer. We got one pretty quickly on Mikko Rantanen. We haven't got one on Philip Grubauer. So, could that happen? I I I don't know. I'm I'm holding out hope that it does. Call me crazy, but I'm holding out hope that it does because, like I've said a million times on this show, I I want that jersey. I want that Henrik Lundqvist in an Avalanche jersey. I want his re- name recognition. I think it would it would not that they need to put butts in seats, but people would come out to watch those games just because it's him. And he's got more in the tank. He, he's he got some in the tank. Let's He's on a bad team. So, you know, people want to say, like, oh, you know, he's he's washed up. He's coming to the end of his career, which he is, but that doesn't mean he still can't play. You're trying to tell me that if you put him in goal on this Colorado team, he wouldn't perform much better than he did in New York? He's got a much better team. Why wouldn't he perform better? So... Who knows? Who knows? Do, do do I think it's going to happen? I would put the percentages more towards it not happening than it happening. But it's not like 99% not happening, 1% happening. I would put it maybe at like the 60-40, maybe 65-35 of it, of it not happening. But if you told me there's 35% chance of landing Henrik Lundqvist... I, I would I would still hold out hope, and I still am holding out hope that they would bring him in. So, again, another day goes by, and we are getting closer to that deadline. And the more that things don't happen, you have to think that the Avalanche are just... They're okay with what they have. The, 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 with the exception of Kreider, the big-name guys who are probably definitely going to move are pretty much gone. So... It's not that it's like slim pickings anymore, but like I said in the beginning of the segment, if the Avalanche have had their sights on specific guys the entire time and they're still there, then they're going to make a deal. If they had their sights on guys like, say, like, uh, like Martinez from the Kings and he's gone, okay, then we, we just stay the course. But they only have a few days to decide what route they're going to take. It'll be interesting. All right, and one more thing that I wanted to get to before we call it a day. Uh, there's, and you know me in ESPN covering hockey. They don't, uh, but they every once in a while they they will put up a good article. Well, they they cover hockey when bad things happen, like the Avalanche outdoor game against the Kings. They had they were they were quick to put up a story about everybody was pissed off about the everything that happened and wanting refunds. That was a story. Uh, anything else pretty much isn't a story but they have a really good article up right now on their hockey page you know not on the front page and I wouldn't expect it to be really good story on Ian Cole and he after the season ended last year with the loss of the Sharks uh, in which I knew he was playing through pain but he doesn't get the, the recognition you know people don't cover him as much as you know Landeskog and Rantanen and Kel McCarr and McKinnon and those guys and and I knew he had surgery, but he, it's the type of guy that you're not really... Unless you go digging to really find what happened to him, or maybe he posted stuff on social media, I don't know. You're not going to get, like, the back story and the the kind of after-surgery story that happened to him. And he he had hip surgery. It wasn't hip replacement. It was actually surgery, so he... Would avoid hip replacement surgery later on in his life, so I'm trying to. Find, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. It's something, yeah, one of those crazy medical terms that you know of what he had, and what it was was is a condition in which extra bone growth around the hip joint caused discomfort. So that's never good when you have kind of extra bones growing in your body. So he had to basically get those removed. And he was not able to walk for three months. The avalanche originally thought he would come back at some point in the regular season. They didn't really say when. But, you know, you have that major surgery and then you can't walk for three months, which is basically the off season. He was back October 14th which is just incredible. So it's a really good article. Uh, if you just go to ESPN.com, and the, the the title of it is Ian Cole Knows Colorado Avalanche Have to Walk Before Stanley Cup Run. Kind of a play on words with you know what he went through. Ha ha, ESPN, you're hilarious. But it, it is a good article. Uh, it's a good article on, on what he went through, the things that he had to do, how they had to monitor his blood flow to his legs, so just enough that it wasn't... His, his legs wouldn't go numb. So, just enough, I think it was like 20%. They could allow 20% blood flow through his legs just so they wouldn't basically, like, you know, when your legs fall asleep. It, it, it's kind of an amazing story that this guy's, you know, still playing hockey. And you'd always, they always thought he would walk again, but to play this sport with, you know, and, and your hips are one of the most important body parts in playing hockey. And he had surgery on both of them. And he's playing, he played, you know, four months after it happened. Really, really, really good, good story and on a good guy and important player on the team. So I would advise you to go check it out. Really quick read, not going to take you too long. So uh, it kind of gives you a, a, not a different perspective on, on Ian Cole, but maybe it does. But uh, you appreciate him more and what he's able to do on a hockey rink after going what he went through. So check it out. So we are going to call it a day right there, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, we will go over the Avalanche and Islanders game tomorrow. It just started. There's about 15 minutes left, so I'm going to go watch that. And hopefully by the time you're listening to this, they have won, so uh, we'll, we'll summarize this game tomorrow and as well as have the Fandom Friday segment, and then that'll be another week in the books. So enjoy the day, and we'll see everybody tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!